<laughs> if you hear that sound, it must mean we're on your resume sucks. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm Andre Harden. I'm Goldie Green. Yeah. This is uh, part two, but episode three. That's, that's, is, that's part two, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes. This is part two from our last episode going over what makes a great resume. So what we left off last time, I think, what was it? Was it? Chronology. Uh, yeah, so we got, you know, objective, objective summary, professional summary. Should I put a picture, you know, my Tinder profile <laughs> on my resume? Would that get me anywhere? If you still have questions about that, go and click uh, episode two and we talk about that. Yes. But in today's episode, we have something that is going to get you some details about your resume and uh, even some uh, pointers for your job interview. And it's something mm-hmm. called SMART. Yes, so the SMART method is saved, made, achieved, references, talk track, all right? Now, if you want to get fancy, you can also put a second T at the end of SMART for technical skills. Mm. Um, But to jump into it, um, saved. Everybody has saved their company something, whether Mm. it be financial, heartache, making things more efficient. Um, Everybody saves the company something. So what you want to do is you want to think about what it is that you do in your job and you want to quantify what you've saved. Yes. Have you created a report that saved time? Have you worked on a team where you guys were able to you know, start a new initiative that uh, saved money? Did you save money yourself? Yeah, I did. I stopped asking for pens. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know, just because I didn't ask for a pen uh, last quarter, I actually saved my company 25 cents. Whole. Yes. USD. Yes, that's right. And <laughs> I am going to go ahead and take credit for that. But no, seriously, <laughs> I did save the company money because XYZ, this is something you need to be able to explain. 100%. Uh, because that's why companies are looking to hire you. Exactly. They are. They are looking for people that can perform at a high level. Uh, and have their companies perform at a high level, saving money is definitely something that is high on the list. Now, what about making money? Not everybody can make money. Uh, not everybody can make money, but in a way, everybody can. Yeah. You know, okay. uh, now, if you're a salesperson, it's very easy to make money because that's your job. You, yeah, know, well. you made so many sales. You made so much revenue. Uh, but, you know, what am I making if I'm in recruitment? I'll take my job, for example. If I can fill a role in a quicker period of time, um, I'm probably going to make the company some money mm. because it costs the company money Correct. for every you know day, week, month that I don't have a certain individual yeah. in position. And let's say that the position that I'm trying to fill is a sales role. Right. I bring in somebody. He's a rock star. Boom. He gets $20 million a year in revenue. I just made the company some money. This is true. You can make money in any situation. I think it's just gearing your mind to you know how did i really make the company money because Mm -hmm. everybody no matter what your position is you need to cover the cost of your being hired there by that company 100 percent. now and that's just on the money side okay you can make the company some things from an efficiency side too okay once again if you've come up with something that makes things more efficient or helps a team collaborate better. Yeah. Um, or you figured out how to analyze uh, certain data and it gives people more insight to the business, which there in hand has provided, you know, some type of uh, uh, increase in productivity. Right. 
These are things that are making the company something. It doesn't have to always be financial with saved and made. It just needs to be quantified in a way that it's I saved or I made or I created efficiency okay. because it shows value. That's right. And that's what the company is hiring you for. Now, the one that's really, uh, I think, takes some thought into it is achieve. Because people are like, well, I didn't really achieve anything. You know, I, I pride myself of being the second person in the office every morning. So I achieved perfect attendance. Do you guys pass out awards for perfect attendance? <laughs> this is not elementary school. <laughs> I'm taking my wins wherever I can. So I have achieved perfect attendance. I have four weeks of PTO and haven't taken one day. Now, seriously. I take my vacations and so I'm not. Reliable. I I am. I'm very reliable. Okay, <laughs> but there's no award for that. But the achievement piece is the, yeah, I guess the piece that people do leave off and don't talk about as much because there are certain awards, certain recognitions and aspects. You know, you may not even you know get an award for it, but if you get recognized or something like that for a type of achievement, highlight that, speak about it. You know, brag on yourself a little bit. You definitely need to brag on yourself. Um, and achievements, I mean, if you got an award and you don't have that on your resume, big loss. I mean, you should, any award you've received from your job, you should have it on your resume. Right. But achievements can be other things too. Like in every role, there's a point to every position. If you're a customer service person, I'm sure that customer satisfaction is part of, you know, what you should achieve in right. your role. If you're in a position, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's, you know, being a janitor, whatever. If you don't have an achievement, that's a that's your first problem. Right. So identify that and then be aware enough to do something about it, to figure out how can I maybe approach my job a little different so I can actually achieve something that's tied to my role and make sure that I'm doing something for the company and my career. Mm. Um, because if you don't have that, that's a problem. But everybody has to achieve something in right. their job. It right. doesn't matter what it is. Even a, a, you know, an administrative assistant, you know, their job is to make sure that you know maybe all the meetings are set up appropriately and that they, right. you know, have certain um, reports done a certain way, presentations are set up in a certain way. Sometimes a good admin is the person who's actually creating the presentation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen that plenty of times in plenty of companies. That's what people look for. They want somebody who can't just answer the phone. They can do more than that. They can actually provide some value. Right, um, right. So it's not always the big man on top. It's not that always is, the big man on top. That is uh, holding things together. And everybody has those type of achievements. And again, uh, give yourself the recognition that you deserve. Uh, speak on that. Let them know exactly who you are, what you've done. And believe me, if you actually put some thought into it, uh, with achievements, you actually have a chance to have more control over the interview process because now that's more talking points just centered around you 100%. that you can talk easily about. Yep. And that's what, you, that's what you want to do is make it more, more of a conversation more than the actual interview. Uh, and I, you know, you see that happen all the time. If I give them more talking points about myself that I can articulate as well it's not like I'm putting my day-to-day -day activities and it's pulling teeth so what happened what did you how did you save mm -hmm. money it, it's right there on paper and they're gonna say tell me about this explain yep. this to me 
That's how you make the interview flow. Yes. The, the, the resume can dictate the conversation in the interview because people will read your resume and see the, the little chunks that they want to learn more about. Right. Like, oh, man, you... You got 50% better performance than anybody else on your team. How, how did you do that? Well, let me tell you how I did that. <laughs> and then you got, you know, control of the actual interview process. Yep. And that's where you want it to be. More of a conversation. Uh, people, you know, start to relax. You see them sit yep. back in their chair. Because get comfortable. Then they, you know you got them. You got them. You got <laughs> to get the clothes, which we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But, you know, the, the other piece to that and the part that is really a pain in my side because people don't pay a lot of attention to it is the references, the R and smart. My number one pet peeve, is it number one? It might be two. <laughs> but number one pet peeve is to have references that either don't know that they're your reference or is not going to speak well about your behalf, about your work, about anything. I don't know how many times, yes, Goalie and I have worked together. I don't like Goalie. I put up with Goalie. If he puts me in for, as a reference, he's no, I'm going to say, yes, he sucks. His work sucks. <laughs> he's always late. But we work together. We had the type of relationship. So why in the world would Goalie put me as a reference even though he knows we don't have that type of relationship? Number one pet peeve. If people know better. You already know. You know where you wrote the name down. I can't assume this anymore. You can't assume that people know this anymore because (laughs) it happens too much. Please, please talk to your references. Know who your reference is. Give them a heads up that somebody's going to be calling you. Yes. And if you want to get really good at this, what you should really do is you should think about what you've done in your role that was really positive. And you should... Basically, write the reference for yourself, okay? And then send it to that person and say, hey, I'm applying to some new opportunities. Mm. I went ahead and wrote a reference in regards to my experience that I had working at this job. Would you be comfortable uh, supporting me on this? And if they say yes and they sign it, now you have something extra you can put with your resume that just gives you more ammunition on why a recruiter should be talking to you as opposed to another candidate in the first place. And it's going to make the reference process on the back end easy, too. See, what you're really doing in this entire process is you're actually, you're selling. You're selling yourself, Mm. and you're also selling the company on trusting that they have the right person. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter how good your interview process is as a company, you're going to have some loss. You're going to have some turnover. Some things just aren't going to work. So you want to make sure that you're hiring the best person possible. And all of these things are just checking the box, checking the box, checking the box. And it's just putting you in a situation where when you get to the back end, it's going to make it so much easier and it's going to make your negotiation for salary so much easier to get more money. I love that as well because references at some point and sometimes is actually the, the extra push an employer needs to actually hire that person. If it's a competitive situation, ah, both of them can do it technically. Mm-hmm. What your references, you know, say, how they articulate, how they, uh, you know, second what you threw out on the table as the person as a job, it can really win some people over, especially if they're on the edge. And brings me to the next point of your talk track. Talk track. When you have your resume and you have all your saved, made, everything, 
you know, and they say, all right, we have your resume in front of us. Tell us about, you know, once you graduated college, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. Understanding how to paint that picture in your talk track, again, another way to take control of the interview and get yourself in a pretty good light. But talk track is very important. So it's, it's extremely important. The resume and everything you do with the resume is going to get you into the interview. The talk track is the nail in the coffin to close the interview. If you don't work on understanding how to convey the things that you've done in your role, the things that make you you, the things that make you unique, and the things that you've done very well in the position that you've been in, then when you get in the interview, your communication isn't going to come out the way that it normally would. Mm -hmm. Your ability to display what you're good at isn't going to come out the way it normally would. And even for somebody who's a great communicator, Mm -hmm. you can get into a situation where you're nervous or you forget something and then you just completely miss the boat on your dream job or the opportunity you had targeted. Right. So it's good to look at these things on a regular basis. That's why we say your resume should be a living document, because if you're actually taking note of what you've accomplished at work and putting it on your resume in real time and actually keeping track of this stuff, by the time you get to the point of doing an interview, easy. Right. It's easy work. Right. But if you wait until you know, you've done three years at a job and right. now you want to sit down and try to remember everything that you did, then that's going to be difficult. And it doesn't mean that it can't be done. It's just that you're making it hard on yourself. Right. So right. it's like having a script when you're uh, practicing, you know, type of sales or sales pitch and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You write it out. You know, what's going to be your script? On EVP, yeah, elevator pitch. And what, how, how you gonna get it out? No mm-hmm. matter if it's day, night, having a good day, bad day, you know, whatever, it just comes to you like that. And since you don't use, you know, your resume on a day to day basis, it's not something that you would talk about and have to explain on a day to day or mm-hmm. to to that point that you don't rehearse it like that. So it's really important before you get out there to have that talk track because you know. These questions are coming. Yeah. You you gotta rehearse them. You gotta be well versed in your you know your background, being able to explain it and convey that accordingly. And when you really get out there, that's really how you want to think about it. Is this is a script, and you know nobody should be able to ask you a question about your background that you're not prepared for. Yeah, that you, you can't answer. Yes, you can't. You answer. should be able to answer. You know, what are your numbers? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> Give did, me a second. Yeah, hold on. Carry the two. I, I did. Five. I did sell something. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I did say something on that project. I worked with John. He will remember. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like, uh, okay, man. When you have those type of roles and you know projects and everything, you want to be well prepared, and you know it's coming. Let's yeah. go ahead and be able to quantify what we did, what we saved, made, and you know achieve get us good references and and have that talk track and if you have this is a lot so i mean i know we're going through it that's why it's a podcast so you can go over it again watch us again and again and And again again. that's also why we have yrs consulting so you can get this done for you and get help with figuring out how to put it all together shameless plug shameless plug yrs consulting uh shout out to anchor thank you anchor thank you anchor for uh putting our podcast out there and uh, all the viewers out there please subscribe send out your messages to all your friends family everyone that is employed unemployed 
that's pretty much everyone yeah. so that we get this thing out of here. Tell them come see us. Oh, and real quick, just a bonus for you. There is an extra T if you want to get fancy. Technical skills, okay? Now, if you're an IT person, you should absolutely have a technical environment section on your resume under every job where you list out every technical item that you have touched, whether it's C-sharp, you know, SQL, whatever. But even if you're an average everyday business person, you should have things listed, especially things like ERP systems, mm. SAP, Oracle. Uh, if you've used certain uh, tools that help display data, Power BI, Tableau, any of these things you want to put it on there. Those are things that are going to hit in the ATS and outside of your power words or your impact words, you know, made, uh, managed, developed, created, initiated, coordinated, mm -hmm. those types of things, you definitely want to make sure that you put those types of skills in there. So take all this stuff down, think about it, really try to see how you can incorporate these things into your resume and, you know, work on it. But, uh, that's it. Look, we're working on the next episode where we're going to have some more tidbits, uh, I guess more details just like this, where we can improve on the resume, where we can improve on your career, uh, career interviewing. And like I said, YRS Consulting, your resume sucks. I'm Andre Harden. I'm Goldie Green. Hey, this a wrap. <laughs> See you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to Your Resume Sucks. Please be sure to like, hate, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to go to our website at YRS Consulting, YRS Consulting, mm -hmm. where you can book an appointment for a resume writing session, a coaching session, or to get that merch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And follow us on YouTube, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts, all the cast, all the cast. Instagram. We'll see you guys next time. Our cast, baby. <laughs>